the hijabi and the sudar. I am creatively known as Q, the hijabi. My name is Leo. I'm the sirdar. Today we're talking about zabia halal meat and how in majority of circles, in Sikh um, circles, it's, and by observable Sikhs, it's not allowed. And how with Muslims, uh, Q, you can talk about that on how it's standard, correct? Uh, yeah. So basically, if like, if in Sikhs, in some circles, it's not allowed... In some of our circles, it's the only thing that's allowed. Yeah, so let me um, clarify a little bit. Where it comes from, What's what we do have is that observable six do um, adhere to is a code of conduct that was uh, assembled in the 1920s and 30s. And so mm-hmm. what that says, and, and in Punjabi, it says uh, to not eat kutta, it's meat that's slaughtered slowly uh, that has like a religious ritual involved with it. Some interpret it as a halal or kosher type of ritual. Some say, okay, well, it's only a halal base, which is the zabia process. Some say it's the kosher process. And then the reasons behind why that six and the 20s and 30s have said that that should be a thing are that's what's debatable by a lot of six. Um, so just to put that out there, what the standards are. Now, if you want to put the standards out there, you know, that way mm-hmm. we can be on the same page on what it says. Okay. Um, well, I'm not an expert, of course. Um, just basically from what I know being raised Muslim and being Muslim myself. So a common misconception is that when people go somewhere and, you know, they go to a restaurant, let's say you go to McDonald's and you have the two types of Muslims, the Zabiha and the non-Zabiha. The Zabiha one will be like, oh, well, you know, McDonald's is haram to eat, minus the the fish sandwiches. Mm -hmm. And then the non-Zabiha person will be like, well, it's not haram, it's just not Zabiha. And a lot of Zabiha people have it in their heads that if it's not Zabiha, it's just haram. Okay, so can you clarify the differences a little bit? Yeah, so what haram and halal are very, like, Yes and no. They're very, um, it's, there are shades of gray, but, you know, for this egg conversation, it's black, it can be black and white. So if you are a Zabiha-only person, you think anything that is not followed by the Zabiha uh, code of um, slaughtering or killing an animal for consumption, um, everything else outside of that is just haram. It's just not allowed. Whereas the non-Zabiha um, people... Uh, say that, you know, it's fine if it's Zabiha, but it's also fine if it's from what we call the people of the book who are Jews and Christians. Um, So we're in America, it's a predominantly Christian country. Right. So that, it it falls under that umbrella, like, okay, then, you know, as long as it's not pork or alcohol or whatever, um, you know, strictly, strictly haram prohibited things, then it should all be considered halal. So, there's like some kind of like, like my, my parents are really conservative. So if they see a Muslim eating, you know, the, the McChicken, is there even a McChicken? I don't know. But yeah, yeah, um, there is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if they see them eating that, then my, you know, my parents are just like, oh, like, why is that Muslim eating haram? And I'm like, well, they're not eating haram. They just have that difference of opinion there. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's still halal. It's just not to be her. I think there's a big difference in what is written and how it's interpreted. Like, that's what I see a commonality in both the Sikh and Muslim faith when it comes to this topic. And that's kind of funny in, in an ironic way because on one hand, you have the 
sick code of conduct, the wrath the saying, you know, to not eat it. And mm-hmm. with what you're telling me and from what I've understood and through other Muslim friends as well, that this is, you know, it's a, it's a clear guideline also depending on how you take it. So, but the point is that there is a lot of interpretation. Now there is a sick, um, sick chic article um, if that's how you say it, I never know. Um, recently about how, you know, that, oh, the not eating the Zabia halal meat, that kind of, the the author was saying that it kind of made Muslims seem barbaric or whatever the case is. And I, and I get that. And from, from a broader perspective of what really Sikh teachings are, the equality is so important. So it doesn't really make sense. Now, for me personally, it's, becomes an issue if someone is using food to be to have like a holier than thou attitude Mm -hmm. then in that instance you know i might take offense to that and say well you know i'm not gonna eat this or come up with something and, and use that and say well i'm not allowed whereas if i have a friend who cooks something from me i'm not really questioning it like oh somebody's it's a friend you know they've made something for me out of love you know i've my parents culturally are, culturally are Punjabi and food is this expression of love and sharing and it's a big deal. And so if someone's doing that and I know them personally and I know they're doing it out of that and they don't know whatever it is, I'm most likely going to eat it. Now, I would appreciate the same in return if I'm making something for somebody, I guess, that kind of equatable system needs to be there. So for me, it's I interpret it according to that. Um, some six would say, oh, you know, well, then you're not really being an observant sick or you should follow the code of conduct or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I think that's, if they want to say that, that's fine. I think it's more, it's greater than that, just food to me. But I know it's a hot button issue. So that's no, why we're talking about because, it. Yeah. You know, another aspect, like I understand, you know, where you're coming from. Like, you know, you're, it's a friend. They're not like purposely, you know, cackling behind your back and being like, oh, I made you know, Zubiha meal here because that guy sucks. Yeah. Um, or, you know, just because they're uh, being vindictive or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, there's also the other side where, you know, if this person is your friend and they do care about you, they will also, you know, either ask you or accommodate to you and being like, oh, you know, if you have, you know, any restrictions whatsoever, because, you know, I want to make, mm-hmm. you know, something that we can both enjoy, we can both share. But at the same time, I don't want to like, put something that you're not comfortable with, or whatever, like you should, you shouldn't have to like, be like, Oh, no, no, it's okay. When you know, if that's something that's a part of you, then, you know, you should be able to say it to that person without that person being like, No, I made this for you. And that's it. Yeah. So like, there's this one aspect where like, you know, if someone who is your friend and who cares about you, you know, is just going to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm making this meal um, and I want both of us to enjoy it, both of us to be happy and, you know, bond over it or whatever. Uh, but, like, is there anything that I can do or not not do? Is there anything that I shouldn't do, you know, for you to not have this be edible, I guess? Like, for example, like, if I went somewhere and someone served me pork, like, I would kind of have to be like, sorry, like, I know you made this out of love, but I really, really don't eat pork. But if that person was, like, a friend of mine, you know, and I'm going over... Like, I would have, maybe it's a bad assumption, but I would have assumed that, okay, they already know 
oh, okay, you know, this is... Or maybe you tell them ahead of time, and then... Yeah, or you something know... like that. Just make case. Just so you know, you know, I don't eat pork and alcohol, so don't serve me, you know, bacon dipped in vodka. But that sounds so good, though, right? So, <laughs> you're like... Yeah, you know, there's different layers to this. That's how I see it. I think there's the there's the different restrictions, because for me, I... You know, at one point, I was definitely following that whole that whole rule of that, okay, this is not the way to eat meat this way because mm -hmm. of various, whether I cited something historically or whether I cited something, you know, from the code of conduct or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, but as I kind of thought about it more, I, with me and diet and food, it's just not really a thing anymore. I know that's your take on that. And as a friend... I would respect your wishes because I care about you as a friend. You know, I know right. um, I have some other Muslim friends that don't follow it or, you know, they'll, they wouldn't mind eating the bacon dipped in vodka <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. it tasted good, you know, it's and I favorite. think that's, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, at one point it's, it's really just about uh, individual choice. Now the problem comes in when, people start judging other people based on that. That's why there's a lot of like um, tiptoeing around this issue, I think. Like people will want to talk about this and yet they don't want to offend somebody, but then they don't know how to talk about it. So they'll kind of like dance around the issue too. So yeah. there's different layers to it. Depends how you depends how you think. Like someone could say like, you know, uh, like you gave the example with your parents saying that, oh, that person's eating a McChicken. Or one of my friends might say, hey, why are you eating you know, Nahari from a halal place or something like that, you know, and, mm -hmm. and make a judgment call. There's that aspect. On the other spectrum, you can have people saying, well, you know, what does it matter? Food is food. Why are you even getting involved in those restrictions as well? Mm -hmm. So you, the problem is how I see it is when you make a judgment call on either one. Um, you know, and it's sure. fine to live the way you want to live. The problem I have is when people are making judgment calls on each other, which with whatever that may be. Yeah. Uh, people have, do have a tendency to take that attitude and just be like, oh, well, you know, I do or do not eat sabiha because I am Muslim or sick or whatever. And mm -hmm. so I'm doing it the right way and everyone else is kind of not doing it the right way. You know, whatever the case may be. I mean... And then, you know, there's, there's other things too, not just Zabiha versus non-Zabiha. I mean, there's people who are vegetarian. There's, you know, people accommodate to them for whatever, um, at whatever length. Like if you know your friend's vegetarian, you're not just going to make a bunch of like meat dishes, you know, because then your friend really can't eat anything. You know, I've coming over. I and on the other end of that, I have a grime to pick with some vegetarians because they they end up acting holier than thou sometimes as well. Definitely. Now, <laughs> if they are saying, look, I'm vegetarian, whether, you know, you want to eat it, whether they think it's, you know, whatever the rationale is. But if they're, it goes back to that whole thing about are they, are they looking at me and saying, oh, well, you eat meat. So, you know, you're not as you know, good as me in a way, in more or less words, then that's an issue. But if they really don't care about it and they mm -hmm. do, they're doing it for their own reasons and they're not bothering me and we can go and still, we can still go out somewhere that has, you know, good meat options and good veggie options or whatever. There's tons of restaurants. Um, then that's fine. But 
uh, when vegetarians are like, ew, oh my god, you know, like, it's like, come on, like, seriously, <laughs> like, you're pulling that, so. Yeah, no, I. So I, we can all agree, Muslims and Sikhs can agree to hate on vegetarians, is that what we're saying? I, I think so, <laughs> I mean. Even though I, I'm sure there's so. a lot of Sikh and Muslim vegetarians as well, so. Yeah, my brother's trying to do the whole paleo thing. <laughs> How's that so, going? <laughs> uh, well, he lives with my mom, so that's. It's always it's just like meat is a vegetable. It's like what? This is, this is vegetables. It's just it's spinach and beef and uh, potatoes. Uh, it's 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 vegetables. I'm like yeah, but it's th- there's beef. Yeah yeah yeah. It's very little. It's it's very little beef. It's almost no beef. You know when you think about it. Yeah, I think um. So like I said, coming from the whole Punjabi background, there's a lot of that too. Like butter chicken is a vegetable, pretty much. It's treated, <laughs> it is, treated yeah. the same th- same it way, is, is. basically. So, yeah, I guess. Um, any final thoughts on the topic? Hmm. Um. So my question, actually, oh, questions, more yeah. like a question, actually. So, um, the reason in Sikhi or Sikhism? Yeah, know. Sikhi is actually a better description. Oh, okay, yeah. so in Sikhi. Is um, is equality and the history? Well, I definitely put the equality thing into perspective because okay. that's usually a common theme. We in like in Lunger, which is the shared meal in the Gurdwaras, mm-hmm. everybody sits down together and has a meal to represent equality. And that meal happens to be um, by default vegetarian, and it could be for many reasons. A lot of people say so anyone can come and eat as a that makes sense because I was going to say, if you have a, a Gurdwara that's serving non-Zabiha and a Zabiha observant, you know, yeah. <laughs> Zabiha but a lot of people there, and a like lot explosion. of and then some people say, you know, historically, even meat was served at one point in Lunger and there's all that. But that's debatable. I don't know. But mm. I think that's kind of the accepted view. Now, the reason why is uh, there's a lot of reasons and you'll probably get different answers from different people of based on what I've kind of read and understood is that um, the historic aspect is when you had Mughal rule in the Punjab region, Mm -hmm. this was, you know, that type of way of life being imposed on people. um, You know, this was one of the ways that people would impose it like, Oh, you must eat this meat. So this is a protest of that number one. And then number two, uh, yeah, I, I would really just cite that, well, it's not, you know, why does um, the sustenance or food you eat have to be holy to eat it, right? So that's Mm -hmm. kind of like a, I don't know if you want to call it a challenge or whatever. It doesn't seem logical for, um, if I'm playing devil's advocate here, on one end, it doesn't seem logical for six to eat something that's holy to qualify it, right? And on the other end, it's like, well, what doesn't matter what you eat anyway. So it's kind of, it, it's funny because it kind of comes maybe from the same place or a similar place. Well, we should be equal. So why is this meat holy? So why are you imposing that? I'm not going to eat it because we should be equal. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, okay, what doesn't matter? We should be equal. I, you can eat anything you want if that's the case. Yeah. So, and then in the code of conduct, like I said, written, finalized in the 1930s, with a lot of Sikh representatives all over the world. And keep in mind, the Sikh code of conduct can be edited, but it mm-hmm. needs another um, like massive Sikh movement for representatives to come over the world, come up with a new code of conduct. 
you know, a lot Kinda of people like follow it. Muslim fatwa, I would assume. Similar, I guess. Yeah, sounds similar. You would know more about that. But, yeah, does that kind of answer your question? Yes. Yeah. I have a question for you. How do you feel personally about this, like, Zabia halal thing? I mean, how do you reconcile that in your life? You know what? My whole – I was thinking my parents are, you know, strictly uh, Zabiha. So I was raised that way. Um, and it, it wasn't too big – when we were younger, it wasn't too bad because I was always pretty much around my family. They were like helicopter parents, so it's not like mm-hmm. I went out that much anyway. Um, and we ate at home a lot because, you know, if I go out, you have food at home. <laughs> and um, so it wasn't like that big of a deal. Um, and then even when, you know, I went to public school for like that one year in like ninth grade, it wasn't like a big deal. Like, oh, okay, you can't eat, you know, the beef at school. Like, that's not a big deal. Who cares? Um so growing up, I felt like it wasn't that big of a deal, but that is the only like life that I knew. Then mm-hmm. like later, like nowadays, you know, um, there's a lot more options now for like there's Zabiha Peruvian food, there's Zabiha Mexican food, there's Zabiha Asian food. Like it's pretty much almost everywhere in every major city that you go to. So mm-hmm. there's really not that big of like, a, oh, like, you know, I'm missing out on anything. But, what is the personal connection to you? Do you feel me, like a like mm-hmm. it's actually nowadays it's more of a struggle because um like not like a struggle struggle. Um I guess it would be like, you know, there have been occasions where I won't eat Zabiha meat. Like I love chicken and waffles and there is no Zabiha chicken and waffles anywhere. Mm-hmm. Unless you make it yourself and it's just mm-hmm. it's still not great. So, you know, if I make it probably because I suck. <laughs> so you know on those days i'm like oh you know if i'm gonna get chicken and waffles i'm not gonna be a video chicken and waffles that day. is so good by the way i know yeah. it's just it's so amazing with like mac and cheese it's so great but like you know on those days and then like sometimes i'll feel like guilty i'm like you know what like why did i do that was chicken waffles really that important and then like the other side of me is like it was that important and you know it's okay if you do it it's fine but i would never tell my parents though that mm-hmm. like i went and did that i would just be like oh yeah you know had some chicken yeah right leave out that detail yeah leave out that detail because they would just be like oh my god like how far gone have you been this is what happens when we bring you to america Mm -hmm. like we never should have been here things like that and it's just sometimes it's really confusing so me personally i think it's really good i think it's a good thing just because the way the meat is cut and the way um it's treated uh is just i think a little healthier um, maybe not that much healthier, but a little healthier, um, a little more humane um, to the treatment of animals up until obviously killing anything is not I don't think that falls into the humane aspect. But the way they're treated is a, is the way they're supposed to be treated is a lot better than how mm. animals are generally treated. Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's controversy over that, too. A lot of people don't understand that. um so the jugular vein is cut and the animal's bled out, and that's supposed to sever one of the nerves where the animal f- mm-hmm. feels pain anyways, right? So yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of discussion over that as well. Yeah, uh, some is, people but... view it as, like you said, I don't know how accurate it is to say if it's really healthy or not, but I know that that's what your viewpoint is. And, I mean, some there's argument on that. Some people say, okay, that's a better way. Some people say, no, uh, quick and quick is another way and then some people criticize how um you know cattle and farms are done anyways in the u.s Mm -hmm. so uh which are like you know questionable unless it's like range free or or grass-fed and organic and all that and that's even Mm -hmm. up for debate like like a lot of things 
That's really interesting. One thing while you were talking made me realize was you have your personal experiences. I have my personal experiences, but our own relationship with what we get out of, you know, you being a Muslim hijabi, me being, you know, a turban wearing sick man, Sardar, um, you know, is still valid regardless of how we treat, you know, what, you know, how we treat food basically. Like, mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, I don't really feel like I fit into this category of like so-called observable sick, you know, like I like to think that what I kind of gain from that is is really bigger than that. Right. I'll have one friend, for example, uh, another sick friend who who talks about, well, he'll reference historical examples and he'll talk about, well, there is a code of conduct and there's, you know, he'll interpret things very differently in a more concrete way because He'll feel like if that's not preserved, then what is really left, right? Mm -hmm. I'll have another friend that takes a broader view that says, you know, what does it really mean to be a sick? It just means to learn and you're learning about the universe and life and like a scientist and like, just like Neil deGrasse Tyson, for example, he could be a sick because he's questioning and you should be a seeker of the truth. So there really is no religion in the end of the day anyways, you know, so Mm -hmm. you have different perspectives. I'm sure you have that also. I, I have different Muslim friends also that say different things as well. Yeah. That doesn't I mean, make it less valid. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't. Um, also it does and it doesn't. It's, it's, it's really weird. Well, it's not weird, I guess. It's just, um, I'm just going to say unique cause that doesn't have any negative connotation to it. Um, but like we have, you know, our book and we have our, um, rules slash guidelines. Um, and they, you know, they can be broken. They cannot be broken. It's, it depends on the situation. Like there have been times like I'll go somewhere and I'm like, you know, sorry, like I don't, you know, there'll be like, you know, a whole bunch of food, you know, and a mm-hmm. lot of things that I can eat and I choose not to touch the, um, you know, the, the salad that has bacon on it because it has bacon on it. You know, that's what I'm choosing not to do. And some be like, oh, you know, why don't you try this? I'm like, oh, you know, it's just, it has bacon. I'm sure it looks good and I'm sure it's great, but it's not something that I'm going to eat. You know, I'm Muslim. I follow that, that part. And then they're like, well, I bet you were on a desert island and you're starving, you eat the <laughs> salad. And I'm like, yeah, and I would. And they're like, yeah, so then why, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that because I'm starving and I'm going to die if I don't eat this salad. And it's okay then for me to eat it. It's really not, It take it, like people take it into this like really, really, I'm like, you know, if you gave me like wine on an island and I was like starving, I would take that too. I would take yeah. what I'd eat my own hand. You know, yeah. it doesn't <laughs> matter because I am a starving person on an island. Do you feel like people are offended but, by that? By um, like you not eating what they're I eating? I think they're, you know what, to be honest, I don't think they're offended at the fact that I'm not eating it. I think they're, they're agitated by the fact that I just won't eat it because I have, you know, a religious like connotation behind it. And usually these are the people that are either they don't follow any organized religion um, like they're agnostic or atheist, or they're just very against religion in general because their upbringing was maybe a very not so positively religious upbringing. Um, and they feel like I am one of those people, like, you know, from their experience that like, oh, okay, like she's a really religious person and I don't like religious people because, you know, this is what they've done to me or I don't like very religious people because I'm an atheist or whatever it is. And so like, I, you know, they just want to either call me out and call me stupid 
or like make me feel stupid. Hence, this is why I think that comment, well, if you were on a deserted island, I'd bet you would eat it. Well, yes, I, I wouldn't bet you because yes, I would. And trying to make <laughs> me feel like stupid about it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I would. So I guess I could eat it now. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't appreciate those kind of comments. Yeah, they kind um, of make light of uh, what you take seriously, I yeah, guess, I right? Mean, Without was, a deeper understanding. Yeah, if it was like the other way around, like, oh, you know, I can't eat this because, you know, it has like tomatoes in it. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Move on. It's really not, you know, the end of the world. Yeah, and if you okay. made like a homemade ketchup or something for them, you'd hopefully know if they were a friend that they don't eat tomatoes, so you'd wouldn't right even exactly like, you know you like it's just, yeah exactly because yeah. i know them and if i didn't know them i wouldn't be offended you know at the fact that you know they refuse because i would take it upon myself and be like you know i was not considerate enough to actually ask people you know what is it that they like how can mm -hmm. if i'm doing something for them then maybe i should do something that actually would benefit them that they could actually like yeah and that's than see that's assume. a very that's a very thoughtful you know understood perspective and as I said earlier, my issue is when someone uses something on either side to make it seem like that they're, they're you know, using a holier-than-thou holier attitude or saying that, look, right. I, I do this. So, you know, and, and then you can kind of get, they may not say it directly, but you kind of get a feeling from yeah, it. Yeah, you, you get tone, that vibe. From, you get yeah, the vibe, the yeah. yeah. You get it like, okay, like you're, okay, you know, douchebag yeah <laughs> That's for, you're exactly. saying you're saying this to make yourself sound like you're better essentially you know that's what it comes down to and then that's very annoying and no one likes yeah, that yeah and part, that's yeah. that's all over the spectrum no matter that's what whether spectrum. it's food yeah. or actions or whatever it is so yeah okay i guess that concludes uh this episode and uh <laughs> well if you're on a deserted island you could have you know you know, um, bacon bits on your salad or something. So. <laughs> well, I've had like the... With vodka bacon. dressing. With vodka <laughs> dressing too, so... Right. Vodka pasta. I've, I've heard I'm missing out on that. Join us next time for the hijabi and the sardar. I am Leo, the sardar. I am Q.